0: Welcome to I'll Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne, the host of Two Goalies, One Mike, uh, joined by none other than producer Steve. Uh, It's been a minute, Steve, since we've had you on, but it's also been a minute since the Sabres won a hockey game, so how are
1: you? You know, doing pretty good, you know. Uh, It's always good to see the boys finally win one uh, against the Devils, no less. Uh, One of the hottest teams in the Metro right now, so... uh, it's good to beat them in regulation. Would have been nice if Columbus could have done the same against the Islanders tonight, but uh, you know, Long Island only gets away with one point tonight. You've got to take it where you can get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, could have, would have, should have um, a lot. You can say a lot about the last like month of Sabres hockey. Yeah, uh, you should have beat Columbus. You know, you should have beat Nashville. Should have won this game. Should have won that game, but. At the end of the day, you got to take care of, you know, what you you, could, you have to control what you can control. And Buffalo hasn't really done that. And I should say hasn't really, hasn't done that at all. Um, you know, I was at the the Nashville game uh, the other night with some some friends from work. And it was an absolute disaster to watch. Um, and and you watch them. I, it was funny. I, I just knew heading into this game tonight. And it had nothing to do with the goat heads. The jerseys. I just knew they're, they're, they're going to show up tonight. They're going to win. They're going to beat New Jersey, a team, you know, that is a cup contender this year, especially after the trade deadline. And we're going to see sitting there, it's like, wow, where has this team been for the last 30 some odd days? Because, you know, if this team had been showing up, we'd be in a playoff spot pretty comfortably right now.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's particularly interesting with the Devils because they're kind of – uh They're like a year or two ahead of the blueprint that we're trying to actualize ourselves here in Buffalo. Just a team of young talent that's just absolutely lethal in transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to couple that with a defense that can hold it down and competent goaltending. And that's exactly what New Jersey has. And that's exactly why New Jersey is in the position that they're in. You know, I mean. Yeah yeah, you can acquire a good piece like Timo Meyer, but like, you know, the people that were there this whole year were doing great things the whole time. You know, Jack Hughes having a career year, Nico Heischer doing what Nico Heischer did. You know, younger guys like Dawson Mercer showing up in big ways, Jesper Bratt just absolutely lighting it up. Just a lot of, not even, I don't even want to say unprecedented, just people taking that next step that you need them to take. And then combine with some of the moves they made on that blue line, you know, like uh you know, sneaky little pickups, like a guy like Marino, obviously picking up Dougie Hamilton's a no-brainer, but like you know, they, they got a pretty solid decor. And uh, Kevin Ball, who you know I watch a lot when uh you know in years past when he was playing with the Utica Comets, he's a, he's a solid you are not gonna win a wall battle against that guy very yeah. often. He is a fucking massive oak tree of a man. Um, And he's doing a really good job holding it down in that third pairing and uh, making a lot of really nice transition passes. Like I think at least one or two of those, at least one of those Jack Hughes goals was a direct result of him making a pass from like his D zone to Jack Hughes at like center ice or farther out. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's good to beat a team that's doing what we want to do, but better. There's a little farther along on that trajectory. (laughs)
0: Yep, and um, I mean that's kind of like you look at New Jersey. To, to your point, that's it, kind of like the where we want to be. You know, at the deadline, they were buyers, clear as day. They were in a position better than we are, or we yep. were at the time, even without Timo Meyer. And then they had the ability to be so far along in their development, and their rebuild, that it's that they can make that call. Okay, we're gonna go get Timo Meyer. A bona fide forty-plus goal scorer, a guy who's going to, you know, plug right in this lineup, play alongside Jack Hughes, and just be a force to be dealt with, uh, and that's where we want to be, and I hope that's where we are next year. Uh, you know, hopefully for New Jersey's sake, they they can sign Timo Meyer because he hasn't signed an extension yet, right?
1: Not to my knowledge, no.
0: Yeah. So, uh, hope, you know, hopefully for New Jersey's fan's sake, they can they can get that guy signed. You know, it would suck. You know, it would suck if they don't, right? But um, I don't know. I guess that's why you make the deal. You have, you have enough confidence. You know, it's an arms race in the East, and you know, especially in that metropolitan division with you know the Rangers, the Islanders. It's it's going to be really, you know, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in the first round, um, and uh, first two rounds even. And uh, you know, that's why you go out and you pay the price you paid to get Timo Moyer, which you know, at the end of the trade deadline, you kind of look at, it, it's like really didn't cost that much compared to what other guys went for. I mean, look what, uh, what's his face went for to, uh, uh, Tampa from, from Nashville, Tanner, Geno. Tanner, you Tanner, yes. Like the yeah. price that that guy cost was insane. You, you essentially paid the same price for Tanner, you that New Jersey paid for Timo Meyer.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, of all, and, you know, I mean, obviously, New Jersey also has a deep prospect pool. You don't get to be the team you are now if you don't have a lot of young guys with a lot of upside that you work to develop. Uh, Clearly, they're doing something right in Utica, Uh, you know, I mean, and they didn't really have to give up a a majority of those guys, like guys like Alexander Holtz Mm -hmm. are still in the system. And he, he was a name that was getting tossed around a lot, just given his relationship with Eklund. In uh, San Jose's pool, yeah. So it's kind of impressive that they didn't have to give them up. Uh, they didn't. I don't believe they had to give up. Uh, same, Ka- same as Casey or uh, Simone Nemich, um, who are some pretty highly touted uh, defensive prospects. Uh, yeah, the, I think they gave up. I believe in that draft they picked up like three different defensemen, and they gave up like the latest first round pick defenseman, mm-hmm. along with a bunch of other uh, young studs, but yeah it, i mean it's a laundry list of picks and prospects that were given up but all, all things considered they uh kept some of the most coveted names off the uh off the board there which is you know definitely good asset management on new jersey's part uh, i mean yeah ultimately the biggest question is like did you want to pay that price for a rental but I uh i i mean obviously i've mentioned it before but me and my little my little brother is a diehard devils fan yep, de- since yep. day one so like me and him watch a lot of devils i
0: was actually day. gonna ask you, yeah, you know is that the reason you decided to come out tonight just so you can just you know <laughs> relish uh, one of the one of the few po- not
1: no, that means- no I, I, I couldn't even talk shit with him because he's working isn't he, he he's got a serving gig he lives in nashville so he's been like you know texting me during the intermissions when he has like a second to look at his phone. So like, I couldn't even talk shit all night and just be like, but he literally called it in our text messages. He's like, no, I don't think they're going to turn on the gas. I don't think they're going to win. I'm just hoping Hughes uh, gets a goal or two and breaks his slump. And like, it ends like five, four, six, four. I don't really care. They got, they got to get the win tomorrow night though. You know, if this game's already out of reach, I don't see them like putting on the jets to come back. And I'm like, but you guys come back a lot. So I, I'm not I'm not totally convinced, you know. I think you guys could definitely tie that game up in the last dying seconds. But uh no, he called it textbook. Uh, but no, uh yeah. Um I guess my big point is just you know, yeah, the devils are doing something right, and it was nice to uh beat them at home. Um in a game that was nowhere near as insane as the last one. I think they it was like 80 recorded shots in that last, in the first time we met up this year. So yep. it was a little bit more subdued, but, uh, you know, the shots that were taken were uh, high danger and uh, a lot of them beat goaltenders and tough night for Akira Schmidt. But, you know, sometimes just, you know, that's just what happens. You just have a bad night. I mean, Craig Anderson just had a bad night the other night. I think just about every single goaltender in our arsenal has had a bad, a real rough night at least once just this month. So, you know,
0: yeah, and
1: don't.
0: yeah, and uh, you know, VTech Vanacek, we've had a lot of problems with him in the past, you know, even back when he was back when he was in Washington. So nice mm-hmm. to get a win against him in that, uh, even though I don't think he would get, I don't think that, no, no, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have gotten the loss tonight. Um, but still, um, you know, great to see Tuck three points on the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the kid line dominated. That, that's probably, I think, the best game they've played together all season. Hands down, they were all over the ice. I mean, Quinn looked like the player we drafted him to be. Cousins was an absolute bear on the puck. You, him and Peter both all winning puck battles. And it, like I, I tweeted out it like, you know, Dylan Cousins really earning that moniker of the workhorse from Whitehorse tonight. Just just with all, like that, and, and that, at the end of that penalty kill where I think it was Quinn uh, did some good work down low and on the backhand flipped the puck hard out of the zone. And it was a one-on-one race for the puck and cousins absolutely just pushing his way through the defender caused a, like drew a penalty there, uh, you know, because he's trying to obviously defend from from the potential breakaway and caused a holding penalty. Uh, and that's just hard work and hustle on Cousins' part, which is the player we want to see uh, more often than not. And um, and then I mean, we mentioned earlier before, you know, the Tate, the Tage injury, which sucks, but Tage was dominating. He, he still had some pretty good drives to the net even after the injury, which uh, Don Granato um, after the game announced that he'll be a question mark for the game against the Islanders uh, tomorrow. Um you know, hopefully, you know, he's good enough to go. Um, I imagine that'll be a probably a Comrie or a UPL game, or not UPL game, a Comrie or an Anderson game tomorrow. Um, yeah. You know, and I just, uh, that's an important game tomorrow. Very, very important game. That's a four-point game. Um yeah. game that needs to be won regulation for all you Sabres fans, you know, myself included, because I will admit that I still hang on to hope that if you want to get yourself to the playoffs that you need tomorrow is a, you know, final nail in the coffin. If you lose, like there's zero hope if you don't win tomorrow night, um, you know, you will be all but mathematically out and uh, need, need, need to win that game tomorrow. You need to come out with the same uh, drive that you did tonight. Um, and I, I just, you know, You know, the Islanders, you know, are a team that have had a lot of peaks and valleys, kind of like Buffalo has this season, but they are still a very tough team to play against with a world-class goaltender in between the pipes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a big battle. I'm sure they're going to be licking their wounds in some regards after uh, taking an L Mm -hmm. to the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. Sure, they took it to overtime, but I mean, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that Michigan might shake Ilya Sorokin's confidence just a tad. I know it was a beautiful yeah. goal by. Oh him. my god! Like, beautiful, it felt like a wrestling pop when that went in from the home crowd. It was just, oh! They were just right. like they, they. Loved, it wasn't even just like the yeah. It was just like holy shit, he did it. It was yeah. amazing. Oh so, um, man. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: you know, the former Wolverine pulling off the Michigan, and it was everything that led up to it too. You did the between the (laughs) legs, going in behind the net, and then just scooped it up and just whoop right in top corner. You know, it's
1: it's just ridiculous how fluid it is now. Like, and and this has really only been like,
0: and how often it's happening?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's been happening a lot more often, but like, I feel like the first Michigan goal was like. You could see it happen. It was like it was almost like it was in slow motion yeah, because it took so, so much effort to pull off. But this was just like a choop and just done. It was it, yeah. was it was over before you even knew it happened. It was so sneaky. It was so good. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, if Tortorella was still coaching the Blue Jackets, he would have been benched for that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's made it very clear he uh, does not like that kind of uh, fancy play. <laughs> But, no. yeah, whatever. Towards- we got a
0: comment here from Paramount Pictures. This team is going to take us down to the Warriors. <laughs> stress, stress, stress. I mean, I don't disagree. Steve, We're, I believe we're going to fan appreciation night. I mean, could you imagine if it comes down to that night? Could you imagine?
1: I mean, yeah, as of right now, Ottawa, I believe, is still at least a point ahead of us um, in the standings. So uh, for that night to be the night that could potentially take us, like, because yeah, it's that game, and then the very last game of the season is against Columbus the next night yeah. in Columbus. Uh so yeah, that could be that depending on what kind of run they go on in the next couple of weeks here, it could be the landscape of that game could be insane. Arguably sure. one of the most could be could has the potential to be one of the most important games of the year. But again, that's all Contingent on the next like week and a half, not being just a week and a half for they lay an egg. And this wasn't just like a blip on the radar. Yeah, we need we need this every single night for the next three weeks if we want a hope to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's yeah. it. It's 10 games. I yeah. think you can play your ass off for three weeks in 10 games,
0: With but that- it's gonna take a lot of work. With that win, they're six point out with eleven games to go. Um, yeah. Big, big, I mean, let's take a look at uh, take a look at the scoreboard for tomorrow night. You know what what's on the agenda? Who oh. you know, who's who's playing? Oh. Can you bring that up real quick, Steve? Yeah, I can get that up. Yeah, and it's over 6, point ba- six points back mm-hmm. with eleven games to go. Um, you know, Islanders getting a point tonight. Uh, it'd be a huge, huge four point swing. Tomorrow night to get a win in regulation against the Islanders, again a team that you know, in my you know we're very capable of beating. Um, but with that being said, it's still gonna be a tough game. Um, I imagine with Sorokin in tonight, we don't get Sorokin tomorrow, and the backup is Varlamov. If I'm not mistaken, Varlamov. Yep. Yeah. So.
1: So as far as the East is concerned, games that kind of directly pertain to us in some way, shape, or form, you can make the argument Detroit versus Philly. You know, Detroit's sneakily still still in the mix somewhat. Uh, New York versus Florida, obvious implications. Of course, the Buffalo, New York, Islanders um ottawa versus new jersey so new Jersey's also on a back-to-back and they get to take on the Sens. so hopefully uh they save something in the tank to play against the team directly ahead of us in standings uh please do that one in regulation and then uh washington versus pittsburgh uh so there's a lot on the lot on the docket happening tomorrow um that could uh radically change the landscape you know a lot of the a good handful of the games just being games where it's essentially mutually assured destruction, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. Washington and Pittsburgh always play hard against one another just because they're constantly finding each other in the playoffs. So, you know, they always go hard. Um, I think uh, Pittsburgh might be feeling things leaking a little bit, you know, as maybe, maybe some stuff slipping through the cracks that shouldn't be. They've been on a little bit of a slow on a slide, and uh, despite being very clear sellers at the deadline, Washington's mm-hmm. still kind of there. Like, not not like leaving the pack by any stretch of the imagination, but like, there's they're still, they're still part of this equation. You can't count them out until it's over. No, you can't. You um, can't. So that game ha- obviously has giant implications for one of the teams that's actively in a wild card spot. Uh, Ottawa obviously needs to be beaten just for our own benefit as we try to lessen the gap. Um, and then obviously you kind of hope New York can take some wind out of Florida sales to, you know, make it so they don't climb any higher than they've been climbing. Cause they are, they're kind of doing a little bit better lately. And that was always, that's been a team where you're like, I don't know. They, they might miss the playoffs. And that's kind of, after some of the moves you've made, that's kind of, that's kind of a scary precedent to set for the following year. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot happening tomorrow night. And uh first bit of it is uh, Detroit versus Philly, if you want to just see what Detroit's up to. Yeah. And um,
0: that's Detroit, another team, too. I mean, like the entire Atlantic division is just going to be a bloodbath for the next couple of years. I know I've already used that term once, but it's so true. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the East just got so. It, it, I, I, honestly, it's kind of wild kind of how the shift uh, from, I not want to say shift, but how much better equipped the East is right now and for the future than the Western conferences, um, which is, my opinion, does that kind of put pressure on Kevin Adams a little bit, knowing that the teams, especially in your division, are still pretty stacked for the foreseeable future?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just the entire month of March should make it clear to Kevin Adams that, uh, you know, maybe maybe you need to make a bigger splash in the offseason. Like, obviously, the moves that were made at the trade deadline, you know, somewhat helpful, but conservative. You know, Greenway's, Greenway's kind of like a passion project. He knows Donnie. Donnie knows him. Donnie sees potential. But I think ultimately what we're getting out of there is just a natural younger replacement mm. for Kyle Ocposo's what seems like inevitable exit. I think we're sadly getting to that point where Ocposo is back to being a step or two behind every play. He's just not contributing like he did last year when he was having that renaissance year where it was just kind of like the comeback of Captain Kyle. Uh, and now it's just kind of like, like...
0: the comeback of Captain Kyle.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and I liked it too. But like now it's just kind of like... He's there. He's not like a detriment like he's been in years past. He's not like actively hurting the team, but he's just kind of there. And obviously, you know, I think I think Kyle O'Posta is the kind of guy that has that self-awareness that maybe he knows that, you know, maybe the for, the be- for, the, yeah, for the betterment of the organization as a whole, it's like maybe I should hang him up. And I, I think it's kind of safe to say at this point, if he wants a front office job, he can have one. I don't think anyone's gonna like try to tell him. Maybe you're not qualified. I think he could definitely add yeah. something to this organization. I'm, you know, more on the back end rather than you know, lacing them up and getting, risking another concussion or something. Yeah,
0: uh, he's, gonna, he's definitely gonna stick around and be a part of the organization. Oh, without uh, a doubt. away from the ice for sure. And and here's the thing. Um, you you've seen kind of the the line shuffling and the questionable lineup changes or calls that Donnie has made. And I love Kyle. Like I love everything he brings to this team on and off the ice, especially, but the Sabres handstrung themselves by putting, putting the C on him. They really did. Um, You know, maybe he did deserve it. Sure. But it's kind of, if there's a player on the ice that, should be scratched once every four games. It's probably Kyle so It's not for a lack of effort. It's not for a lack of a player who goes out there and hurts you, you know, hockey IQ wise. It's just the fact that father time has caught up with him and he cannot keep up with the play. And yeah. um, it sucks. You know, it sucks that, you know, you wish you could have this healthy version of Kyle so you know, a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? You wish you could, you know, turn at the clock on him and, you know, get this guy at 28, 29, 30 years old even. And, you know, but you don't, you, you got, how old is he now? 35, 36.
1: I believe he is 36 now.
0: Yeah. So unfortunately you don't have that guy. Um, you know, you have a 36 year old Kyle Akposo who going to go out there, He's going to give everything he has every single shift but you just cannot keep up with the play. And, you know, I can't see them. I can't justify. I can't see them justifying captain or not taking up another roster spot next year for Kyle. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, My retraction, he's 34, but he will be 35. Okay. At the very end of this April 16th. 35
0: is in hockey years. That's like 50. You're not 50, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's like forty-five. Like that's that's like he's got a lot of miles on those legs. He's got a lot of miles on his body. Um, you know the concussion problems, the injuries, injury history. Like, you know, he's not the same player he was when he was first, you know, brought in here in free agency. No, not at Um, all. And uh, you know when he signed that six and a half million dollar per year deal, he's just not the same guy. Um, No, so I don't think he can justify. Bringing him in again. I just want to real quick, uh, just a Tage Thompson, you know, appreciation moment here. If you guys, if you'll just indulge me real quick here for a second, because this is the first time, in my opinion, in a couple of weeks where I watched Tage Thompson from start to finish. I mean, again, he's not healthy anymore because he got hurt, you know, early in the game. But up until that moment, I felt that he was healthy. You know, he looked a hundred percent. He, he didn't look like he was hampered by anything, um, and he lo- he was all over the ice. And just this goal, look at him just streak up the ice. The so D man has has steps on him, can't keep up with him. Uses his size, just lowers his head, forehand, backhand, top corner. Absolutely beautiful goal here from Tage Thompson.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's ultimately how all for how all of those first three goals went. Like just clear separation from defensemen lethal shooters in all alone yeah. like you yeah know,
0: I stand a chance
1: yeah schmidt got schmidt got a big old schmidt mark that was yeah, the,
0: he did not stand a chance
1: he, you know like that's the kind of thing that's been happening to us for a month you know there's absolutely no one there to bail out your goaltender mm-hmm. so there's only so many times that you're just going to rob someone blind eventually you're going to get beaten unfortunately those were like not even the first 10 shots that Schmidt faced. It's like, what do you, what do you do? You know, just uh, pass it to Dylan cousins, right on the doorstep. All he has to do is a little dip, dip, boop. uh And then you see Tage Thompson bear down the side, just like mm-hmm. that. And then uh, Dylan goes, hold my beer, Jack. I want to feed you one. And then Jack Quinn just fucking rips it home. Like, yeah, kid had, yeah, sorry. Kid just had no chance. And like in the first 10 minutes, like, I, you know, honestly, smart move on Lindy. It's like it, it's cool, buddy. It's just not your night. It's
0: fine. Uh, yeah, I said I said I'm not.
1: I'm not going to keep you out there to get shellacked.
0: And obviously, the chances of the Sabers getting in the playoffs are very, very, very low. And you know, if and when they don't make it, I think I, I think I hitch my wagon to, to Lindy and the Devils just because that's the only guy I want in the NHL right now. I want to see win a Stanley Cup is Lindy Ruff. That's it. So um, that that'd be nice. You know, feathering his cap. You know, to really cement himself as a Hall of Fame coach, um, the amount of time he spent in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had a great career with the Sabres, a good defense, good solid, grizzly, hard-nosed defenseman. I think he actually played defense and he played forward, I want to say. Um, I remember uh, for who the goalie was for the Islanders, remember Billy Smith intentionally hit, uh, hit Lindy Ruff in the face with his stick. And Lindy just fucking lost his mind and beat <laughs> the shit out of him. <laughs> oh man, it's a it's a it's a fantastic video clip. Uh if you ever get the chance to look. But um real quick, let's just bring up the box score for tonight's uh tonight's game. Obviously, uh kicking things off. I is uh you no know, internet is a fickle thing. There we go. Internet can be a fickle thing sometimes people let's go cool. so, five four win for buffalo buffalo moves to is it 35 31 and six or is it 34 31 and six
1: i believe it and might Sometimes be- the doesn't
0: have these things uh
1: yeah does, right away. not right away no
0: anyways alex tuck with two goals and one assist dylan cousins with a goal and assist jj peterica continuing a point streak Two go two points uh, two assists, sorry. Uh, Jack Quinn with a goal and an assist. Darlene with that beautiful assist to Alex Tuck. Shot was 1,000% direct at a Tuck stick for the redirect. Um, just such a heads-up play by Darlene. Uh Peyton Krebs getting on the score sheet with an assist. Victor Olofsson with an assist. That might be his 10th assist of the season, I think. Um, Skinner with an assist on the uh, beautiful uh, Tuck goal. That one byron in uh, from tie slot. And then Tage Thompson with a goal. UPL with 27 saves on 31 shots against. Um, You know, but he made some key saves when the Sabres needed it most. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hard-pressed to put really any of the goals against too much on UPL. Um, He came up with the timely saves when they mattered. Whatever, four goals against, I I don't really care how many. as As long as we end up scoring more at the end of the game, that's all that matters to me. Uh, at this point of the season, I don't care what our goaltenders' numbers look like as long as we're winning hockey games. Um, and then for the uh, New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes with a big night, two goals and an assist. One goal, yeah, one goal, which was disallowed. Um, Kevin Ball with a goal and an assist. Jesper Bratt, Dougie Hamilton, Eric Holla, Nico Heeshire, uh Michael McLeod, and Damon Severson all with assists. And then, obviously, we saw both goal tonight. Akira Schmid uh, with four saves on seven shots against. And then Tet Vanacek came in relief, 17 saves on 19 shots against. Um, Yeah, again, Buffalo took it to one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, a team who was 45-19-8 coming into tonight. Um, Again, uh, you, you play like this every single game if you meet the moment, you, you'd be in a playoff spot right now, but you haven't been able to do that uh, for the past 30 days. And now you're in such a deep hole right now. I don't know. Even if you did, you know, go with the last 11 games, say you go you just try, you know, nine and two, that still doesn't guarantee anything.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a tough hole. They dug it themselves. But, yeah, I mean, it might be a blessing in disguise at this point because, again, as we've addressed, you know, it might make uh, Kevin make some bigger moves this offseason, you know? I mean, again, you know, the people that they got, you know, low risk could potentially be high reward. From what I've, you know, from what we've seen, Stillman is technically better than Bryson and Clegg. Um, But he... Is he the guy you want in your third pair? Maybe there might be somebody a little better. I don't know. Um, But pretty much if your name's not Power, Darlene, or Samuelson, I don't care what you're doing. I would just prefer you're not on my blue line. So, yeah. Uh, And then Greenway's probably just going to end up being a bottom six guy for a minute, more likely than not. Uh, So, yeah, there's definitely – He belongs in the
0: bottom six. He belongs in the bottom six
1: yeah which you know that's not a knock it's just you know when you've got offensive power like thompson Tuck, skinner cousins quinn Paterka, i don't think any one of those guys should be taking a back seat to you know admittedly a, you know a good player but just not as good offensively as one of those individuals i think a potential krebs yuri Coolidge. Jordan Greenway, third line, that can be fucking fun
0: because yeah. if
1: Greenway's winning wall battles, finding Krebs and Krebs is making a sexy little pass to Kulik, that's uh,
0: yeah, well yeah, a lot of, a lot of people are still kind of you know are, are disappointed about the you know lack of production from Jordan Greenway. Obviously, he's hurt right now, but um, I mean I'm I'm you know I'm not that upset just because the guy's not going to adjust to this team overnight, even it's yeah, going to be a little so. bit. So for me, I think next season is really, you know, the telling point of where, you know, how he fits in. He gets a full off season, you know, to, to get to know, know the guys on his team, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a training camp, you know, you know, get in the weight room, uh, kind of kind of learning and just gaining that chemistry with his teammates. Uh, you know, I I would say the start of next year is really, you know, the telling point uh, for Jordan Greenway. And I I, I do believe he's a bottom six guy, but I think there's still a lot of holes that you need to fill out on this hockey team um, on your Mm -hmm. blue line. I still think Um, as much as I love the kid line, I guess it really depends on how good of an off season they have. Um, I'd still like to see them bring in like, Jason Zucker, Um, I know he's available in free agency, he's only 30 years old. A guy, a a, a veteran winger who's played on the wing of Crosby. Um, You know, that was a name that popped out to me a lot uh, this past week when I kind of tweeted out, Mike, you know, realistically, what lineup could you potentially see the Sabres Field next season, and one person put Jason Zucker in there. I'm like, I like that. I, I like that idea a lot because I don't see Pittsburgh bringing him back at all. Um, he's a veteran. He, he's he's playing on a line with an absolute superstar, and Sidney Crosby. Um, and I'd like to see a guy like that, you know, to you know help a young Dylan Cousins more, even though the kid's line seems. I don't want to say. It, it, it slots right in as your second, second line next year. But um, obviously they've been on and on again, off again this season. I like the idea of bringing in a a, a guy like Jason Zucker to help the youth, of this hockey team. Um, if, if we're talking offensively, because I think you really need to focus on defensively and net um for next season.
1: Yeah. I mean, defense and goaltending are the two biggest parts of this equation.
0: Yeah. I like this uh, goat heads from here on out. Might as well summon the power of El Diablo. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I mean, we got nothing to lose, honestly. Yeah. I mean, hockey is full of superstitions. Trust me. I, I've had them. Um, I remember hearing a story on after the whistle from Craig Rebaix about when he you was uh, at, in Montreal with Patrick Waugh and he was in the locker room alone by himself and Wa's equipment was sitting there. And he said he threw on Wall's blocker and glove and started going like this, having fun with it. And Wall walks into the room and Wall looks at him and goes, Have fun. You like that? He goes, Oh, yeah, it was great. He says, Looks, he he looked at Reveille and said, Never touch my fucking equipment again. And that was the end of it. (laughs) No, he never touched his stuff again. But it's, 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 hockey is just a game full of superstitions. And I don't know, maybe you want to buy into this one, you know? Not because it works, but because it does work. You know, maybe the players do in their own mind play. You don't know, feel like they play a little bit better in that jersey. I don't know. I don't think it's not saying it's right, but again, it's a game full of superstitions. You have you have pros who have been wearing the same long underwear and jock straps since junior high school hockey. Uh, who's to say that, you know, maybe, they, maybe the superstition of the goat head maybe lingers a little bit with them, too. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh if the team puts it to a vote and they say this is the jersey we want to wear for the rest of the year, <laughs> do you tell them no? Mm-hmm.
0: Yoki you would be a better fit for the third pairing and fill in where there is an injury in the top four. I, di- I agree. Um, I've said it since the start of the season. I think Yoki you is a third-pairing guy. I don't think he fits in your top four, unless, like, uh, like Greg said, unless there's an injury uh, to, to somebody in the top four, like right now with Samuelson. Good job getting goals early. Didn't like that. We sat back in the third and defense is the most obvious issue with this team. Don't mean a nitpick. Great hit by Darlene. Happy to get a W. That was a phenomenal hit by Darlene. Um Love I a reverse thought, hit. Yeah. Matt Larkin, uh, I forget what he writes for, but he was complaining that that's a dangerous hit. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, he yeah. saw, listen, he sure knew that hit was coming a mile away. He saw Darlene come and he, and he had every intent to hit Darlene.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. No, this is hockey. It's a physical sport. We and, and, and why does, why does Darlene have to answer for that hit?
1: I mean, what? that's, I, I mean, that's, that's been the, uh, that's been the MO of the entire year. You know, people so want to throw hands after uh, clean hits. And I guess, it I, I mean, honestly, what it really is, is that it, that hit was thrown against Nico Heischer and not against a guy like McLeod or Serengovich. If that same hit happened from Darlene on one of those guys, you probably don't get that whole team little kerfuffle. But because it's an assistant captain on an assistant captain, or the actual captain, you know, I just, you, I just don't. You agree. come, you come, and you, you, you have a few words, and you, you give them the mitts, and you know, both of those teams, no, both of those teams don't have somebody who's going to throw down, not really throw down. So yeah. it, that, that's all it's ever going to be. It's just going to be a lot of shit talking and face washing, and you know, they'll separate, but they'll let them know, hey, don't do that. Which, but again, like, you yeah, know, there have been plenty of unnecessary fights over perfectly clean hits all year, but that one, I think, it's just, you know you hit my captain. I have, I'm have. i like required by the code to say something, but. Yeah, on. I just, I think it's ridiculous. I do um,
0: bring it up right here real quick. Uh, share my screen here real quick with you guys. I just don't understand why this needed to be answered for. I get to, to Steve's point. I understand it to an extent,
1: but it's there pretty quick and to, to clean it. Yeah, it is a clean hit. He also kind of got low when he didn't really need to. So and, yeah, like he he kind of took Darlene's ass in his face a little bit, which I guess is.
0: And here's here, here's something you point out too. And I I deleted my tweet and I wish I didn't earlier. I am sick and tired of watching Zemgus Gergensen watch his watch, watch watch not just guys like elite players players in the gym watch them get mugged. Like right there at the end of this video. You watch him yeah. coast in. Watch him coast in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Yoki Haru, the least likely to scrap. He's I, he's trying to play the puck. Look at
0: him. He's standing there watching it. He's standing yeah. there watching it. I'm sick of this.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, Krebs didn't hesitate, Kyle didn't hesitate. Yoki Haru's playing the game because the whistle hasn't been blown dead, which, you know, is smart hockey. But there's a, there's
0: a guy, I forget it, I, you know, uh, Kevin on Twitter, and he was one of the first respondents, like, that's Yoki Haru's job. I'm like, sure, but Yoki Haru's not wearing a letter. No. You know, Yoki Haru's not wearing a letter. So, to me, that's more on Gergensons than it is on the 190-pound finished defenseman who, you know, honestly is never known for any physical side of his game at all. He's more of a finesse defenseman, finesse defenseman. Um, but jurgensen's is a guy who plays a hard blue collar game and he wears a letter. He's most, you know, next to Kyle Poso you know, the most tenured player on this roster. um He needs to have his gloves off. Not even if his gloves off. And I understand at the end, at the end of that entire scrum, his stick was down on the ice and he was trying to challenge. I forget who it was. He was trying to challenge, but too little, too late. At that point, you need to be right in there immediately. Just like Kyle was protect your superstar there. It was a clean hit. There was no reason. Darling should have an answer for that. And it should not be Kyle. Ocposo jumping into that scrum head first.
1: Yeah. You don't need to get your dad to fight your battles. Exactly.
0: <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. But um, yeah. before we wrap things up here, obviously Devin Levi got his uh, first practice in with the Buffalo Sabers today. Um, you know, I, I tweeted out earlier from the two goalies, one Mike candle. Uh, I did some puck tracking drills. Um, had a nice glove save and a small ice uh, drill right around the top of the paint where he had five guys. You know, passing. I used to watch Hasek do that a lot back in the day. Uh, Hashi used to love those drills where it's constantly moving back and forth, uh, to keep the puck out. Um, they actually, um, they used to end every practice with that drill with Dom, uh, back then. That's how they would end practice. And that's how, the way he liked it. Um, and he made a really nice glove save. Uh, I forget who was on, but, um, Devin, you know, getting a step closer to, uh, possibly debuting for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I don't think it'll come on Monday. I think they'd probably want him to have like a full weeks of practice and right. Like you'd have to imagine there's no way he starts on Monday.
1: Yeah. Um, For my own personal selfish benefit, I'm going to the game next Friday against the Rangers with my dad. He's been a Hawks fan since day one. So now he wants to see Patrick Kane play with his new team. Yeah. So I really hope it's next Friday because that would be absolutely bonkers. I would love well, that. you
0: know, if you play defensively like you did tonight, you play offensively like you did tonight
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and you get the timely saves. And just to go back on that defensively, I mean, you were controlling your gaps. You were playing physical. Um,
1: you, you weren't were puck watching. active in front of the net.
0: Yes. You weren't puck watching. You weren't staring down at, you know, at the puck. Rather you were, you, you kept your eyes up. eye level watching their eyes you know, keeping their body in front of yours. You had active sticks. Um, you know, something I've really been very critical of with this team over the past like couple of weeks is mm-hmm. just their inability to have active sticks and just constantly be staring down at the puck rather than staying in lanes and you know, keeping to your man. Tied they tied up their men in front. Um, you know, and I don't know what the the prognosis is right now on Sammy coming back. I know Wood Richley was a week-to-week designation how how far out he is from being back in this lineup. But um, I don't know. Hopefully maybe by that Friday game we do have him back. I'd like to see Devin Levi. I, I think Devin's the type of kid you don't really have to control what team you start you put him in against. I mean, sure, it would be nice to start him against Montreal. You know, he's, he's a Quebec kid. I'm sure he would love that. He grew up loving Carrie Price and Roberto Wongo. Longo obviously is the the reason why he was drafted by the Florida Panthers. Um, I want to say part of the reason maybe why he wore number one at Northeastern, even though he says number 27 is his favorite number. Uh, But I, uh, I would like to think that given the opportunity to play against a team like the Rangers, he would step up to the challenge. Um, We've obviously got to know him through the show. Um, I've had conversations with him. Um, he's got a great hat on his shoulders and, you know, the comparisons to Ryan Miller are real. They really are. Uh, I think he would, I think he would gladly accept that challenge and say, bring it on, let's go. And, uh, it would be nice. Like you said, selfishly, uh, to see him, uh, you know, debut against a team like the Rangers, who's a heavy favorite out of the East this year.
1: Yeah. Um, which brings us back to the devils. How insane would a Devil's Rangers first round be? That would be fucking nuts. You were you a Seinfeld guy, right? <laughs> yeah. We're the devils. You
0: you know oh. what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I gotta would... bring that up now.
1: Oh man, that would be so oh, cool. I
0: gotta bring that up now. But uh um... pain in my face. Yeah. Why? Support the team,
1: yeah. No, for the team, I gotta support, support the team.
0: team. <laughs> oh my
1: god, <laughs> oh my god, but I mean, I mean, yeah, they made some interesting, you know. I mean, like, obviously, they got Patrick King, but you know, they also picked up Nikola and Vladimir Tarasenko, who have both been well, more so Tarasenko. They've been gelling pretty well, uh, you know, in their new, in their new teams on uh, playing their new roles. So to see them load up like that to potentially like. Really get a run for their money against the New Jersey Devils, who pretty much did nothing but acquire Team Meyer. just like the bacon bits on top of their team yeah. would be absurd. Like it would be bragging rights for the next five years if the Devils were just like, you just spent the farm and we still beat you in six. Yeah, that, that would be. I, I I would personally love it. <laughs> Devils fans. Uh, since i was a kid i'm from oh, jersey yeah well we're gonna kick your butts tonight
0: <laughs> ain't no way man yes. we're prime.
1: <laughs> all right you almost ready because jerry and kramer are going to be here any second uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the so what do you think what is that i painted my face you painted your face yeah <laughs> why well, you know, support the team. <laughs> I love that you're out there. Well, you can't walk around like that. <laughs> Why not? Because it's insane. Well, then you gotta let them know you're out there. It's the playoffs. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Dave's um, painted his face. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, you got to support your team. Huh? Okay, ready to go? Yeah. Let's get it on! All right, go Let's go, Devil! Oh!
0: oh, that's that's classic. That's absolutely classic. Oh man.
1: Yeah, so I'm rooting for that. That's gonna be hilarious. And you know, I'm gonna be a big putty out there. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be supporting the team. You know. Yeah, support the team. Got it, gotta support the (laughs) two.
0: Hold on. Last one, just last one. Just indulge me this one last time. When uh the priest, the the, the scene with the priest, which is fantastic. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my god. You had to bring you you did this. You brought it up. So
1: well, I mean it's a likely outcome of what's gonna happen in real life. You know, that's the best part about these Larry David shows is when stuff like this happens in reality. Yeah, all right, that's enough out of you. There's still three more games left in this series, my friend, and it's far from being over. Very far from being over. What? Hey, what are you doing? Watch what you're driving, man. Don't mess with the devil, buddy. We're number one. We beat anybody. We're the devil. (laughs) devil (laughs) Oh, man.
0: oh, my God, man. It's
1: fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
1: So, so, anyway, this is a Devils podcast now. Jesper Brett is the greatest player in the National yeah. Hockey League. Uh, we are going to be rebranding everything about the signage we have here. Go We're Devils. Right. We're I mean. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah uh, not to not tonight we we uh you know we we put el diablo to bed and uh told him not tonight not tonight
0: but we want we want full constantine on his ass <laughs> which did you see that they're coming out with constantine too
1: oh geez. with keanu oh jeez, louise don't like that i there are so many things like I'm i of the camp that sometimes you should just let a movie just be the one movie, let it be good. Don't remake it. it like Constantine was fine. They're just continuing. I think, yeah, I mean, maybe they're continuing the story, but like I don't know, man. i have just seen a lot of like intellectual properties get like retooled and reworked, and it it just wasn't necessary. Like we just had an Evil Dead remake a decade ago. And now we're doing another one. And I was surprised that the one 10 years ago was any good. I'm kind of scared that the one coming out in April is going to just be like real bad, blum just well, jump real, scared. Well,
0: garbage. But um, I want to say it might be on HBO Max. They're doing a prequel series of Jason Voorhees, Camp Crystal Lake. Hmm. I can't remember if it's a Netflix series or if it's HBO Max, but it's everything that led up to what happened to him as a child. Which could be interesting, depending on how they spin that. Because we, there was never anything really told to us, you know, about, you know, other than he was drowned and the, the camp counselors, you know, weren't paying attention. That's really about it. But.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just uh, neglectful, horny teenagers uh, did yep. a bad job at their summer job and a kid died. That That was pretty much the origin story. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely potentially something there. I guess. Uh, I guess they, you know, since they're real, I'm not super familiar on the lore, so maybe they have a lot of creative license to mess around with. I could definitely see it just being kind of like a weird, like true crime thing, where it's like, you know, what, what made Jeffrey Dahmer so weird? What made Ted Bundy so weird? It'll scary. be
0: it, it'll it'll be on Peacock. I'm sorry. So okay. it'll be on Peacock.
1: So many um, streaming platforms. I don't know how anyone affords them all.
0: Like I, n- not that we're making this into a movie podcast, but last summer, another installment of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Apparently, the uh, you know Jennifer Love Hewitt's returning. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Welcome to Dairy on HBO Max. Um, so, Such sure. with so like an
1: It series.
0: Yeah, an It series. Oh, it's gonna. It's it, it's gonna star Bill Skarsgård. If that, uh, pronounced there. He was a great actor. I yeah. like him a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff. Hopefully, good stuff coming down the pipe, uh, in terms of movies and series. Again, I promise this is not a uh, a reality TV or movie or <clears throat> horror slasher podcast. This is still.
1: Yeah, no, this is our take on a puck soup stick to sports. The uh, yeah, special man. shows. <laughs> Where Greg gets to come back because they're exclusively not talking about hockey. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh, I do want to take one moment though. Um, real quick. Uh, I know, uh, I, I, I helped introduce, uh, Nick to Dell Reed of, uh, 26 shirts last year. I think it was, maybe it was a little bit over a year ago. Um, his son, Eddie, um, I'm not sure of his age at this point, you know, a lot of you might've seen him on Twitter, uh, you know, Eddie's warriors or, you know, uh, you know, the the group that follows Nick on his journey with his son, who's, I believe he has a heart condition. I want to say, I don't want to, you know, speculate what his exact condition is. I know I've read it before, but he's in the hospital again right now on a breathing tube. Just want to let him know that our thoughts are with him and his son, um, you know, as he, you know, fights for his life so uh Nick and Eddie you're you're on our thoughts tonight and uh you know I I tweeted out earlier I never met Eddie but I can definitely say I've never seen a more brave and uplifting child in my life no matter what the circumstance he smiles and fights on if you follow Nick you know that hospitals have become a part of their life but they will never stop but Eddie will never stop fighting and uh don't stop fighting tonight Eddie uh, get out of the get out of this on better, on the uh, on the other side on the right side of things and you know a couple of clicks for that.
1: Absolutely, Eddie, you're a tough kid. Yeah, uh, you're a lot fucking tougher than I'll ever be. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm pretty again. I'm pretty sure it's a heart condition. And um, he, uh, Nick reported out on Twitter earlier tonight that he needed assistance breathing, so they have him on a breathing tube so he can sleep more comfortably. So uh, get through tonight, bud. Uh, I know he, they're massive Bills fans. Um, uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, Bill's mafia rallies around him as they always do. And, absolutely uh, um, you, know, you know, he gets through the night through, uh, your inspiration. So, uh, with that being said, guys on that note, um, you know, I got nothing else left. Steve, do you,
1: uh, no, uh, go Sabres, go Devils in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> paint your faces, have a good time
0: Paint your faces.
1: That that's got to be
0: a thing for them too. Like you know, on on the boards, you got to have face painters.
1: Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, I I don't think they're letting you in the stadium without face paint. They shouldn't. Or yeah. better yet, that should be like the giveaway item as you come into the stadium. Little yep. kid, they, they'll paint,
0: paint your face for you.
1: Oh hell yeah! Get there at six o'clock, or
0: get you one of those old plastic masks that have the David Putty.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, the David uh, Putty uh, paint. Yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely.
0: So, but I uh, I also do agree here on out. Home games should be played in the goathead jersey or away mm-hmm. games if you if you feel impressive about it.
1: Just just every game. Just every I mean, game. Just goatheads.
0: Bring back the white goat head. Screw it.
1: Yeah, we're the white Goatheads on the road. We're the black goat heads at home. Just like the goats. Yeah,
0: a game full of superstitions. Just, just go with it. Just go with it. Do whatever but, you can. You know, if
1: you go with the white goatheads again, just wear the blue pants, please. So.
0: I'll hang up and listen. Remember this is brought to you by outlet liquor, the place to buy a case on Georgia Boulevard for all your remaining Sabres game day and game night needs. Make sure you get over to outlet liquor on Georgia Boulevard. Make sure that you let them know that the guys from two goalies, with Mike and hauling up and listen, sent you have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully we pull out a win against the Islanders and let's go Sabres.